to at Unhidden. Produced by Hetty Vermont, we're about bringing cannabis in all its forms out of the dark ages of prohibition and into the light of a world which can definitely use some help from this awesome plant. I'm your host, Catherine Bloom. In this episode, brought to you by the Brattleboro store Vermont Hempicurian, we chat with the forthright and uninhibited Becky Castle. She's a medical patient in her 70s who is happily managing severe chronic pain on her own terms and in her own inimitable way. You were saying that you have been experiencing chronic pain since your 20s. Yes. Was it all from the same source of issue, or was it a bunch of different No, things? it's it uh, it started with back uh, problems, and I had a fusion done in the early 80s, and it I was pain-free for about 10 years, and then all around the fusion, it became arthritic, and as you get older, your spine narrows. This is normal for people getting older, and so the nerve endings get pinched, and it's painful. They, in the past, have treated my pain issues, and I've also had had knees, hip replaced, shoulder replaced. It just goes on and on. Thumbs. I mean, it just goes on and on. And so, how much of the original you is even left? Well, <laughs> there's still there's still a few more they can they can do. I was treated with radiofrequency ablation treatments at the pain center, which would fry nerve endings in my back, but they grow back and the pain. So it's sort of once or twice a year you had to go in for the treatment. It's not fun. It's uh, I used to say it, it makes the Iraqi torture chambers. You put them to shame with this stuff. <laughs> And you say you're, you're how old now? 71. And you're still working full time? Yeah. And are you still experiencing the levels of pain that you've been experiencing all along? No. The, the pain was brought under control with, with treatments and with opiates that I, that I used strictly for the pain. I never, never, thank goodness, developed any kind of addiction where I was looking for more to get high or more whatever. As the years go on, you start hearing about opiate problems. So the doctors became very, very tight with them, and you, you had to argue with them to get what you needed for pain relief, and you almost felt like a criminal yourself. So about a year ago, I talked to my doctor, and uh, she thought I was a good candidate for medical marijuana. So she was... She's on board with it, okay. absolutely. I was given the paperwork, and last fall, I started using it, and haven't touched an, an opiate since. So what form of cannabis are you taking? Edibles and uh, tinctures. I don't like to smoke. I don't want vaping, any of that. And basically use it at night. Um, Sleep was always elusive because you're always uncomfortable. You can't get comfortable for more than, say, an hour. You wake up and then it goes all night long. So as soon as I started using um, the cannabis for pain at night, my sleep has improved exponentially. And I track it with a Fitbit, so I, I, have, I have comparative numbers to look at. And it's incredible how well you sleep. And you wake up, and there's no fuzziness in your head. There's none of that leftover residual feelings that you get when you use opiates or pills for pain. So it's, it's been a real blessing for me to be able to take what I need and for me to decide what I need for my pain and not feel like I'm a, a drug addict or a, or a criminal because the, you really, you're sort of made to feel that way even though you're not and you know you're not and the doctor knows you're not. They, the, the state of Vermont has made it very difficult and I understand. I mean, there is a problem. 
And I think that uh, the use of cannabis might be really helpful in weaning people or get them at least not as much of the pain medication they need, but it, it works. I mean, now, when you started taking cannabis, did you have to experiment a little bit yes. with strains and amounts and things like that? Absolutely. I started out very carefully and took a quarter of the dosage recommended and then just would build up a little bit until I reached what I know is what I need at night. And I, I um, usually put the the uh, tincture in tea at night and take, I put as many drops as I need and drink the tea an hour before I want to go to sleep and then I'm asleep. You know, you never remember falling asleep, but you sleep soundly. And it's it's really wonderful. And I, I for me, it's been a, a real breakthrough and a, a real, it just makes me feel good to be taking something that's natural and, and uh, herbal rather than um, what Big Pharma thinks is the cure or the fix. And uh, every single caregiver I've spoken to, and I'm very upfront about it because they need to know what I'm putting in my system. If anything happened, they need to know it. And every single one of them have been fully supportive and really happy I'm doing it. So it tells you something. Had you ever used cannabis recreationally before oh, gosh, you started? Yeah, I, I came of age in the 60s, and God knows what we were smoking or eating or anything. And no, we just would, it was, and our goal was to get high. It, it, my goal now is not to get high. My goal now is to control the pain. And I never have that feeling, and I never feel stoned. It creates a feeling of well-being for me. Yeah. Um, and I, so and do you have like a higher CBD to THC ratio in um, what you're taking? The, or is it just the, the you're taking a small enough amount that it's managing their pain without making you too high? It's I'm taking a small enough amount, I think, that it manages the pain. I've, I've found the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to be stumbling around or sitting in a like a lump somewhere staring at something. I'm able to fully function and think. Mm-hmm. And because I live alone, I, I have to be careful. You know, I don't want to fall down the stairs or whatever. It's really marvelous. It really is. I, I never, when I first tried it, I thought, oh my God, this is going to be interesting. I'll probably, you know, sit here and stare at something, cartoons or something on TV. And I never really noticed anything except that I, you know, was sleeping better. And it's nice to have it fully within your power to take what you need for you. What works for me may not work for you. And that's the problem with with the opiates, is you, you know, take one or two of these every four hours, and it may work for a few hours in the middle, but then it, it wears off. Whereas the, the cannabis, I sleep all night. I mean, I, I go to sleep at nine, and I get up usually at 4.30 or 5, and I may wake up once during the night but it's made a huge, huge difference. When I go to the uh, Patient Alliance, I go to Montpelier, most of the people in there are my age, which I found really interesting. Yeah, all the all the granny grannies and grandpa. Well, we've definitely seen in terms of what helps with normalization. There's the grandma's arthritis effect, mm-hmm. where grandma got a hold of some CBD cream, mm-hmm. and it's helping her arthritis, mm-hmm. and it's changed everybody's attitudes about it. Mm-hmm. And seniors seem to be the fastest growing demographic of it. cannabis users. It makes an enormous it. amount of sense. I had my physical therapist said she felt like everyone in her practice who was over 40 was taking cannabis, and that it should almost be de rigueur. Yeah, yeah, it is. Everyone that I speak to, like I'll, I'll be in a conversation with someone and someone I'm comfortable talking to, just a person on the street, they go, oh, so do I. Oh, so do I. Oh, my son gave me. Oh, my daughter gave me edibles or gummy bears or whatever. So it's, 
everybody's using, no, I say everybody, that's kind of a strange, many are using, they just start talking about it. And it works, it works. And it's not an addict, to me it's not an addictive type. It isn't like, oh my God, is that almost time for my, none of that goes on at all. Whereas you're not gonna go into withdrawal if you haven't had it in an hour. And the fact that it doesn't affect your breathing, that, that is a big deal to me because I know opiates can. Yeah. And I don't drink alcohol, so I, yeah, I don't have to worry about the mixing and matching, but that was always a concern to me, is what if I had something else that was bothering my ability to breathe and I'm taking an opiate, now I'm, I'm complicating the issue. Whereas Cannabis doesn't, from what I understand, doesn't, doesn't touch interact. that, doesn't go near that. Yeah. So you can't, you may be uncomfortable if you eat or smoke too much. You may not like where your head's at. But if, you're, if your goal is just to take care of the pain and you, and you are careful with dosages, it's great. So you said you've got a knee replacement surgery coming up? I'm postponing it as long as I can. But I do, I, I have another knee, I have a shoulder and another hip that need to be replaced. So how do you think you're gonna manage that process with cannabis in conjunction with what the surgeons might recommend? Like how are you gonna do this differently than someone who's not a cannabis user? One of the reasons I'm trying to postpone the knee is they're getting very close to having outpatient surgery for these things. Different people have the procedures done. I think Dartmouth-Hitchcock does a lot of outpatient for hips. So I can go home and manage my pain with the cannabis. They'll probably give me opiates if I need them I'll take one, but if I don't, it would be awesome not to need them at all. Now, are you now pain-free, or is it just that you can sleep through the night? I still have pain. During the day, I have pain, but I have no interest in using anything during because I work, I drive, etc. The the biggest issue for me was the nighttime, just you know, being tired and not being able to sleep well, and just constant moving around all night long. So there's a lot of people who suffer from chronic pain. Oh my gosh, yeah. Get yeah. To, you know, I figure yeah. you can't get to midlife without having something that you're no, dealing with. I'm not with. unusual, yeah. I'm, I, this is common. So for someone who's struggling and hasn't tried medical cannabis yet, and is trying to figure out how to, like if, if this is a new situation for them, this is more like a larger question of your advice around how does someone contend with living with chronic pain? What advice would you give them for how to manage it both as a process, but how to manage it emotionally and mentally? Because mm -hmm. it's a huge impact on how you live your life. Oh, it is. I mean, it can, it can make or break your life. And one of the main things I've found dealing with chronic pain is you have to remain active. If sitting and doing nothing is not good because it gets even worse. Moving, keeping everything fluid. Uh, I walk two miles a day. I tell people the dog takes me for a walk. Uh, using stairs and working out in the yard and, do, and mowing, do, doing stuff to keep yourself active. It doesn't make all the pain go away, but it, I, would, I have to say it addresses, I would say about 40% of it. And then you'll sit down and everything goes back the way it wants to, I seize up. And I get up and maybe for a few steps I'm stiff, but as soon as I walk it, walk it off, you're able to move around better. And I just, I find it's very important. You have, you have to participate in your own wellness. You can't expect a pill or a drop under your tongue or whatever to be something that's gonna fix everything and you don't have to do anything. It's a, almost like a lifetime contract. You have to participate in your own wellness and you have to be your own advocate with the doctors. Feel free to, to uh, challenge them when they say, you know, you can't do that. Well, what about doing something this way or that way? I expected resistance using cannabis and I was very surprised. 
when the first doctor I saw was an orthopedist and I said I just need to tell you this and his reaction was I think that's great. I would imagine the same holds true for the aging process mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Staying active, continuing mm -hmm. to move will mm -hmm. allow you to remain a certain degree of strength and fluidity that you wouldn't have otherwise. Absolutely and it, you're keeping your brain active. I tell people I can't wait to retire but on the other hand I'm glad I work because I'm responsible for things, I have to think, I have to use my brain and combination of physical exercise and keeping the brain engaged and getting enough sleep and eating well, you're, you, I think you extend your life and you have a better quality of life and none of us want to be a burden. Um, you know, you get older and, and you think about these things and scary things are Alzheimer's and cancer and uh, heart disease and some of these things we can put work into being preventative care for them. Alzheimer's is a little scary because, but, but I hear people say, keeping your teeth clean, keep getting your teeth clean, gum disease, they've linked gum disease to heart disease and Alzheimer's. That's all I had to hear was Alzheimer's and go, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I heard an Alzheimer's link to, to blood sugar. Sugar's the devil. It's a common question now when you go to the doctor as an older woman, are you diabetic? No. It's almost like they expect you to say, yes, I am. It's a, it's a problem. And what you eat, you have to think about what you're eating and, and how you're cooking it. And you have to eat healthy and you have carbs and sugar. sugar get, they should be bottom on the list. Now, I'm not saying don't eat it. Once in a while, have ice cream or once in a while, have cake, but not every day. And don't dump sugar in everything. And there's other ways of, of getting a sweet taste without sugar. We'll be back in a moment with more of our chat with medical cannabis patient Becky Castle, but we wanted to take a moment to mention that this episode of Unhidden is brought to you by Vermont Hempicurian. Located at 8 Flat Street in downtown Brattleboro, they have got a curated selection of high-quality farm-to-body CBD products, and they're dedicated to supporting Vermont hemp farmers and the products they produce. In fact, they just got back from a farm tour where they were checking out the gorgeous plants, which will go into this year's offerings, and they've got some new hemp flower coming in from their partner farms. Their stock of grow supplies just keeps growing and their new website is up and running and it's gorgeous. So check them out at vthempicurian.com. That's vthempicurian.com where you can find the perfect solution for all your hemp needs. And now back to Becky Castle. Using cannabis has also help me to relax about the pain in my mind because it, it can it's very frustrating you know when you're trying to do something and and it either you end up really being uncomfortable because you overdid it or you just you're in too much pain to do it and I've just found getting that good night's sleep with the cannabis I'm good to go the next day I'm I'm up ready to go. Sort of like the Buddhists talk about the difference between pain and suffering. And pain is the discomfort that you're experiencing and suffering is all of the mental anguish and narrative that you apply mm -hmm. to your situation. Yes, yes. And you can be your own worst enemy that way. Using cannabis has made a huge difference in my life, my health, and just my general well-being. Being. And uh, 
without the side effects that you get from pills and without having to beg for what you need. You can get what you need and you can figure out your own pain plan. That's really, to me, that's one of the biggest bonuses. So as you've been watching the rollout of medical, as you've been watching the rollout of personal use and we're debating mm -hmm. tax and regulate right now, just as an interested observer, how do you think it's all going? I see it being legalized. It may not be in the next few years, maybe longer, but I don't think they can stop it. I think it's just becoming bigger than them. There's always problems. I don't care what it is. I'm, look at what alcohol does. I really, really think it's just going to make a, a big turn. There's people coming around. I just saw the other day where uh, Governor Dean he was totally against it. He didn't even want to hear the word. And, and now he's on the board of Tilray. <laughs> it was like, yeah, baby. But um, I see the I see the people, the, the the naysayers becoming educated and watching what's happening. And nothing terrible is happening. Everybody's going about their way, but people are growing, using even ones that don't need it for pain, for just to relax. What do you think happens when a critical mass, some percentage of the population is all using cannabis? Do you think there's a, a larger cultural shift that happens as a result of that? I'd say, no, it's hard to say because I think it depends on your age when you're using what you're, uh, the younger people, it, it I think it affects you differently too when, when you're younger because when if you're younger, you might be smoking and drinking and, and you'll get a whole different result. Whereas older people, people that have jobs, that have families, etc. they're going to be a little more conservative with it. And they know this is a wonderful thing to have and don't screw things up because it, it, we don't want to give it a bad name. In this state, I think there's enough baby boomer aged people that are using, or they have been using right along, they just haven't talked about it. I think their use of, of the herb is not going to present a problem. I really don't. Yeah, I, I know so many professional people that, I mean, it's amazing. I will admit to having smoked with members of the legislature. So there's people oh, everywhere. Sure there are. <laughs> God, who wouldn't? Right? <laughs> Hard enough oh. politicians. <laughs> so for someone who has never tried before, but who's you know have has whatever issues that they've mm -hmm. got, and they think cannabis might help, what advice would you give them about getting started? Know what you're getting. Get get it from a reputable grower. Just don't buy it on the street from anyone and go real easy in the beginning to see because everyone gets affected differently and if you're taking medications if you have a drink with it I even think the time of day could make a difference how it affects you um, you've heard the old wake and bake I mean if I did that in the morning I'd be uh, probably for the rest of the day I'd be baked yeah. because I just wouldn't have that same energy so I think anyone that's thinking about it just go into it cautiously like I hadn't I hadn't touched it for gosh, 40 some years. I mean, I, I, I stopped using it when I was in my 20s and I really didn't have any idea how much of what went, how far, how I didn't remember how it would affect me. But just easy, just use common sense. Right. You know? And for people who've been infused with just say no and reefer madness and, and fear of cannabis. <laughs> that did more damage than... <laughs> 
So do you feel like they do? Do they have anything to fear? Can you assuage that? I mean, it's possible that someone who had a mental condition, or I mean, it's hard to say. It could maybe put them off in a direction they do, they shouldn't or don't want to go. But I think in general, I don't see what the harm is. I mean, it's been for centuries it's been being used, and different cultures have used it medical reasons for what for. I mean, we're so far behind that that use of it right. that there there are many countries. I mean, look what the Chinese herbalists do, and the you know there's weed in there somewhere <laughs> along the line. There has to be. But God knows. I mean, there could be other things. But I think nothing is 100% safe. But I think the bulk of people that would try it or use it for relaxation or for pain would approach it in a way that wasn't, they weren't looking to get to harm themselves or get high or, you know, I don't think most people want to get, you know, <laughs> right, 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 not right. my age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked you that you want to say? No, you've been very thorough. And I'm just, you know, relearning about all of this stuff. I've been, I've been using this for about six months. And, and I just, I tell people, I, man, it's, it's, it does the trick. It really does. And it's, it's natural. And that's the important thing. And which brings you to another topic, why it's so important to know who you're buying from and what you're getting or what you're growing because different strains have different effects, but there are different strains and, and different strains have different strengths and can be used for focus or for sleeping, for pain. There's a, a huge menu of varieties. Yeah. You just need to know what you're getting and, and if the person that's helping you with it, they should help you and explain it to you. But uh, there's many different ways to use it and, and it affects you differently. If you smoke it, you instantly feel it. If you eat it, you, it could be an hour delay which a lot of people will say, oh, it's not doing anything, then they'll eat more. <laughs> and that's the, you know, that's the, the worst thing. You Famous can last Famous words. They're going to send another one down to see what the first one is doing, right. and then you end up in the ER because you don't know what to do right. with yourself. <laughs> and I think most people, if they took too much, they'd either fall asleep or they would just be dull yeah. for a while. But w once you know what your body, how it reacts to it, and what works for you, you can hone it down to your, to your dose, which is wonderful to me that we can customize our own medicine Your for own ourselves for you yeah. not it it may not work for you but it works for me and that's one of the marvels of it is that that can be done and you don't have to worry about overdosing or or some of the th the ads that you see on TV for medicines the side effects that they're required i would be terrified to take some of that stuff you know i mean some uh, death you know <laughs> Not a good side yeah. effect. I've never seen anyone die from weed, ever. Yeah. That, to me, is another good reason. The side effects are minimal, minimal. And you don't have to worry that you're going to be vomiting from it. Or so. Some of these medicines, I mean, the, what they say, I wouldn't want, and you pay out the nose for it, too. There you go. And mm -hmm. if you're lucky enough to be able to grow your own. That's my next step. I'm. Uh, someone's coming to the house and setting me up with a plant. I'm going to start growing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so it'll be, I grow flowers and vegetables, so it'll be... It's easier than flowers and vegetables, that's for sure. That's what they're telling me, so I'm, I'm anxious to learn about it. It's this, it's all an education about how this herb works. It's, it's completely different from the hippie days in the 60s. Yeah, no one cared about just let's get high. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that's not fun too. That was, that we was, have purpose with this as well. Yep. I mean, I, sometimes I'll get home from work and I might put a little bit under my tongue and take the dog for a walk, and it's just so relaxing. Yeah. It's and I'm not out of it. I've, if I had to deal with something, I could deal with it right on the spot. Yeah. 
it's nice, it's a relief yeah. to not white knuckle it through pain all the time or feel guilty about asking the doctor. I mean, you hate to call, you know, because, you know, get the lecture about do this, do that. And I understand because the, the pressure is being put on the doctors. They don't have any choice. They're, they're doing what they're told. And they, I think part of their realization is they know some of their patients need this stuff, but they're not allowed to prescribe what they need because other people are abusing it. I mean, it's, it's, Crazy was I. One of my granddaughters had an opiate problem, and she's fine now. Uh, it was years, years of, of struggle. She finally came out the other side of it. But I mean, we see every day. We see in the paper. You look at that, and then you look at pain control with an herb. That's a no-brainer. Do you want the chance of taking too much or building up a tolerance to it versus honing it into your own little, just your little recipe that works for you? Yeah. It's marvelous. And I'm, I'm glad I've lived long enough to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Right, yeah. right. And it's yeah. happening so fast now. It After is. all these decades, yes. years of prohibition and decades of activism, and all of a sudden there's a tipping point that's happening. Yep. And we're right in the middle of it. And we're getting to watch history being made. And we can talk about it. Yeah. And it's legal. We can talk about it. No one can say, uh, you know. <laughs> we can talk about it. And and I think it's wonderful that it's not just young people, that it's, it's you know, all of the population in Vermont. There's all different age groups, backgrounds, what have you. It's amazing the number of people I've spoken to where I've, in, the, in a conversation, start talking about medical marijuana and hemp and all that stuff. And, the, oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I do that. It's amazing to me. You know, everybody was in the closet, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much You're for welcome. coming in today. You're welcome. It's great to hear your experience, and I'm so glad it's working for you. As am I. And yeah. I, I thank you. All right, thank you. Enjoyed it. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of Unhidden. Thanks to Becky Castle for her time, to Vermont Empicurian for all their support, and to the whole team at Hetty Vermont, Aaron Doble, Monica Donovan, Christina Hall, Kelly McDowell, Karen Santarello, and the resident hounds of Heck, Luna, Oso, and Potato. Thanks also to West End Blend for our excellent theme song. You can find Hetty Vermont at HettyVermont.com, as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Look for the Unhidden Podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. We'll see you next time. Control.